What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the one hundred and seventy first episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Good Night Punk. And with me, back with me, I should say, is my good friend, my married Woo! friend, Wink. What's going on, dude? Man, I'm trying to get used to this thing being on my finger all the time. It's nah. it's quite the change. I, I don't I don't like jewelry in general. It is it's taking some serious getting used to, but um slowly, slowly getting there. Yeah, it took me a while as well. What did what kind of ring did you go with? Um, well, right now I'm wearing just a silicone ring, but I do have a nicer ring. It's a. Uh, um, she wanted me to have a nice ring, and all the ones I liked were very basic. She's like, "No, you need to get something fancier." So ended up getting something fancier, but it's uh, uh it's got like meteorite on it with it's got a little bit of blue band on it and then it's got a whiskey barrel on the inside so it's it's really cool it's very fitting for everything that like i'll have i'll have to send you a picture of it uh yeah i was a when i got married straight to tungsten ring i had a nice tungsten ring tungsten carbide ring and i wore that thing on deployment i wore that thing everywhere and i think with recently I think after 10 years of wearing that ring, I finally got a silicone one, too. We got this little squishy guy here. Yep. But way lighter than a tungsten ring. It's pretty great. So, uh, My ring's actually super light. Um, I I don't particularly mind wearing it other than it's just in the way. The silicone one moves around with me, so it's easier to work in. So that's what I wear most of the time. But the, uh, the other one I'll wear on the next podcast, and I'll be wearing... Starting Saturday for the next week because Saturday morning we are heading to Hawaii and I cannot wait. I am so excited. Kind of why we're streaming on a uh, Thursday instead of a Friday. So almost like you want to get sleep before you hop on a plane. I'm well. It's like ten hours of being on an airplane. I'll have plenty of time to sleep. I'm sure, but um, yeah, still got to pack and stuff tomorrow and all that sort of nonsense. So yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It went uh, really, really well. The wedding was a lot of fun. It was more fun than I expected, to be perfectly honest. I kind of thought it'd be, eh, but it actually turned out to be a whole lot of fun. Um, very busy. 
I mean, it's incredibly busy, like just crazy. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. Went really well. I, I sent you a picture for you to show. It was our favorite picture from the wedding, actually, of the ones we haven't got all the wedding pictures back. But um, I, so Boom. here's the story. Um, about <laughs> yeah, a week and a half ago, a week and a half ago, maybe a little longer. Sultry female was telling me that she wanted alpacas at the wedding. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Never thought anything more of it. Then she mentioned it a couple days later. I'm like, okay, sure. And then a couple days before the wedding, she she was like, look, I found these people. It's a really good deal on the alpacas. What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're 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 being you're being serious? I I thought I thought you were joking. She's like, God, no, I wasn't joking. Of course I was being serious. I was like, all right. <laughs> well, so there ended up being alpacas. And I do have to say, for all the money that was spent on everything, the alpacas were an absolute bargain. People loved the alpacas. The pictures were hilarious. They were entertaining. They, uh, If you're listening on the audio show, you obviously can't see the picture, but... They dressed the two alpacas up like a bride and groom. It was it was <laughs> it was unbelievably funny. So the yeah. bride one is totally mean mugging your wife, by the way. So that one <laughs> kept trying to eat her bouquet. Actually, they're both kind of trying to eat her bouquet, but the <laughs> but the bride alpaca was like throwing a hissy fit almost the entire time. Like there was one part while we're in there taking pictures and the alpaca takes off running around in the pasture and the guy's like trying to <laughs> chase it down and calm it down. It was just throwing a hissy fit. It was, it was really funny, but uh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty awesome, man. Yeah, good times, but it's it's over and uh, Sultry Female is officially Miss Wink. So yeah, that that is a thing now. Very exciting stuff. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Looks well, like you had you. a lot of fun. It was not too bad. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll have a picture next time I'm on because I haven't got all pictures yet. I thought there was one, but can't find it. Yada, yada, yada. But one of our cakes, the groom's cake, was a little R2-D2 with like a tux. Uh, it is freaking badass. And obviously, I will have to show you guys a picture of that because it is amazing um so i won't be here next week obviously you'll have a guest but the following week we should have the pictures back by then and i will definitely show you guys a picture of that super awesome cake so can't yeah. wait dude i like some r2d2 who doesn't and i'm kind of curious how they get him into a suit yeah it's uh <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty slick um but <laughs> as much as i love the r2d2 cake there is something else that I am super excited about, and time is ticking. I think we're five days so away. So close. Five days. Whew. November 12th. Oh, yeah. We'll be getting our Mandalorian fix. Heck, yeah. And it's kind, of funny that, it's kind of funny that the week you're out on honey, your honeymoon is the week that they're actually releasing two episodes. So we'll have a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, are they really our, releasing two episodes opening up? They're releasing they're releasing one on Tuesday and another on Thursday. And I think from, ah. from then I think from then forward it's every Tuesday. So, okay. Okay. So you know. 
I will try to have both of those watched. That way, um, we can maybe that weekend or something we can find time to do a podcast and cover those two episodes, or you know, hopefully sometime pretty early we'll be able to get those. But um, of course, we're gonna set up another podcast stream for the show that will be entirely covering uh, the Mandalorian and any future Star Wars stuff, including me going back and eventually watching the Clone Wars. Uh, I think I'm going to do that this winter. I might do like an episode a week type thing um, until I get through all of those. So that that could be pretty good. Yeah. So so make sure you guys subscribe to that. Uh, If we get that set up for this podcast goes out, it'll be in the show notes. If not, make sure you check Twitter, twitter.com slash shattered order or go to our discord, discord.me slash shattered order. And you will be able to find that. Hope you guys will subscribe. Leave a review if you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, help us out there. That will be awesome. I agree. That will be very awesome. I am really looking forward to that show. I'm really looking forward to a podcast getting to talk about it. It's just going to be fun all the way around. Hell yes, it will be. One more thing on the intro side of things that I want to say for all of everyone that's in the live stream. If you string stream if you (laughs) click on the little emoticon button in your chat you will notice that there are four new emojis for your uh for your emojiing pleasure so there's there's one that says team wink there's one that says team g and p for all those times where me and him decide that we don't agree because you know that never happens right so (laughs) if you want to vote in chat for who you uh, you support, you can use those emojis. There's also one that says "cuz CG." Uh, that one can be used most definitely today. After some of the news we'll talk about here, oh, good we Lord. found out in the last uh, two or three hours. Yeah. And then there's a Jerry emoticon. So enjoy those. But uh, they finally got approved, and now they're there. So you got them. Hell yeah. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and move on to this? Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? She said this week because it's the past couple of weeks for me. Um, and <laughs> say, it's only a week for me. Strangely enough, I, I the list is nowhere near as big as you would expect. Um, uh, so, I did get the hyena ship to five star uh i've been farming um you know uh relic uh data signals and <laughs> you hear the heard you hear beagle squadron yeah uh yes um so i've been farming data signal i was doing the three 100 refreshes since i was also getting the ship shards might as well but I got to that last day, and I'm so close to getting it to six star, or sorry, getting it from four star to five star. I was like, I'll do a couple 200 refreshes just see if I get it. And I did, and ended up paying off, got it to five star. Whether it's actually worth the value, eh, I don't know, but I, I did it anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, five star ship there. And then the other thing was Gerald Kenobi. 
got him to relic level seven. I am all in on the negotiator. We'll talk about what Heck you're doing yes. with that get to, but uh, after as soon as this TV is over, I will be able to get General Skywalker to six star, and I will be able to get my negotiator to six star, which is very exciting. Cannot wait for both of those things to happen. Um, a couple other I've, projects. Oh, go ahead. How much? How much do we get currency wise per TB? Uh, six thousand roughly. Interesting. Because even with the 6,000 from this TB, I will only have... I'll be about 3K away from a six or a five-star malevolence. So, I, I think six, I bought gear once, once or twice, but that's it. Yeah, I've only done, it's the same for me, so I'm curious what's going on there. I, maybe my math's a little off, but we'll see. So. Y- your math could be a little bit off. Um, two two seventy per shard, right? Uh, I I have no idea what it is per shard. Honestly, um, was it thirteen fifty for five? Yeah, I was that, just looking. At I, I'm not even. I'm not even sure if that's right. I can tell you, it's thirteen fifty for five. Okay, so that would be two seventy per shard. Um, so yeah. Uh, cool. Um, we'll see, uh, we'll see if the extra currency, well, I mean, you're not going to get 3000 currency, but you should be able to get a decent amount of extra currency with the, the way this TV is going. We'll talk about that later, but I, Since I spent none of it. I am pretty sure if you can get six star negotiator, then I should be able to, unless you don't get, get two out of GAC. No, you get GAC currency. So no. We should be on the same path, so maybe my math is off. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, I, I don't think I had done this. I think I talked about them last show, but I hadn't actually done it, and that is Gear 13 Kylo. So, my first order, uh, Kylo Ren, Mass Kylo, and First Order Executioner are all Relic 4, uh, modded to the brim. They are beast. Uh, boxes unbelievably fun in territory battle uh he i mean he can just flat out execute people and just keep on trucking it's awesome he's so much fun um so my first order team's really good i have been you so last round of gac i was using them with my zeta gear 12 uh first order stormtrooper along with uh watt and um I had I had one guy that did beat it in one turn, but he used uh Treya. So I, I would expect that would happen. But he didn't clear my board. I didn't have anyone clear my board, which was really exciting. That doesn't happen a ton. Um so I'm very curious to see how that goes this round. I've been considering that uh Zeta on Watt, but I really like Watt with you know, the first order they've done super well for me on defense so far. Um, Are you going to keep them on defense? Because it seems like they're more meant for offense in this. I know. I know. I've, I have mixed feelings. Um, Cause I, I don't, (laughs) I honestly don't know how to score a lot of points with them on offense. Um, I know they're annoying as hell on defense. If you don't attack them properly. Um, 
I don't know what I'm going to do, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, that Watt team, this is two weeks in a row now. I've heard about this Watt and First Order team, so yeah, I'm going to have to gear him up next. Yeah, uh, pretty good stuff, I think. So a couple of things I've been working on. Uh, just yesterday, I took Chewbacca to... Uh, Gear 13, Relic 3. Um, I did that because, one, he's awesome. Two, it allowed me to change his mod since he's much more survival now. I can move a little bit more towards damage output. And the other thing was the ship. Now that um, now that ships are going to be part of GAC, the Falcon's going to be super important. So I figured might as well just take him up and make that team even better. The other thing I did was uh, Relic 3 Jolie. And the reason I did that was, one, I pretty much had all the finisher stuff for him. Uh, so, why not? But, more importantly, is that team does really well at taking down General Grievous. Um, which I'll... I'll talk about taking down Joe Grievous here in a second because I did something recently that was cool. Uh, mm -hmm. th that was kind of unexpected. That was a little bit unexpected. But uh, so Joe Lee, I, I geared him up, you know, put more health mods on him, actually increased his tenacity because he already, you know, at Relic 3, he's got so much health that, you know, it, it felt beneficial to add a tenacity set along with a tenacity primary which increases tenacity to, like, almost 100%. So he basically has 200% tenacity uh, total, which is 50% crit avoidance. Then I also, um, I, I had, I don't remember if I ended up changing it, but I had put a crit avoidance arrow on him just to try and make him super survivable against those teams because that is my entire goal. Um, actually, I ended up moving that off of him. I uh, I went back to a speed arrow, so he's got basically 77,000 health, 230 speed, and 96% uh, tenacity. So he should be very survival, uh, very difficult to kill. I know, I'm yawning a lot. It's been a long week. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to make Jolie super survival because he's kind of the core for keeping that team around because... When Gerald Grievous AOEs, somebody will die. And, you you know, Jolie has to stick around in order to keep bringing people back. So, I thought that to be very important. Now, uh, the other thing that I found that was interesting for taking out Gerald Grievous teams was Night Sisters. Uh, the Territory War, like, was defense stuff on my wedding day, so I didn't do anything there. But the day after that... Um, I decided to get in, do a couple battles, and I took my Night Sisters in against a very, very Jack General Grievous team, and it did not go well for General Grievous at all. Uh, it was just, it's great because of you know the auto revives from uh, Night Sister uh, Zombie, along with the stacking damage uh, on Asajj, and you know just the. The awesome Talzin AoE, just everything that the Night Sisters do with revives and all of that. It's just, it's really good for taking out General Grievous. I was very surprised at how well it did. Um, so, 
might not. I've seriously considered holding my Night Sister for offense and then throwing Jedi Knight Revan onto defense uh, because you never see Jedi Knight Revan on defense. It's an unbelievably difficult team to deal with. Still, I mean, there are obviously counters, but there are very few. So that's a team that would do very well on defense. And, you know, if Night Sisters that rely, if Night Sisters are actually that reliable against Joe Grievous, that could be a pretty uh, effective use of, uh, you know, just roster management. So here's the problem with that that I see. You used Kenobi on Padme team, right? So who yes. would you put in with Jedi Knight Revan on defense? My, I just because the reason probably, I like I'd probably use the reason the same I like team I use on offense just use Hermit Yoda on it. See, well, I guess it depends on what counter you're using because I uh, those I find those very easy to beat if they don't have General Kenobi on them. Really, okay. but that's with that's with the right counter for it. Jedi Knight Revan versus Jedi Knight Revan, if they have, yeah, if they don't have a tank in there to take up. To annoy me, I'll just destroy him. But. That's that's a fair point. That is a totally fair point. But and like it, not even like old Ben really does much. It's it. That's totally I true. I only yes. find defense for Jedi Knight Raven hard if if uh, Kenobi's in there. And which is totally fair because Kenobi is ridiculously good. I mean, no, Otto's no saying Johanni. I haven't fought any Johanni. Jedi Knight Revan uh, defenses, so that might be an interesting one. But only if you, but then you start pulling out of other teams. So then, if Old Republic, what are you gonna do? Would you put, if you put T three into that team, then you're pulling. If you use the nuke team for offense, which I do, then now you don't have T three, which is an important part of that team. So it's like kind of just starts to unravel. Old Ben, I find him easy to kill in a Jedi Knight Riven defense team. That's why I'm saying General Kenobi is just the annoying one because of that uh, crit causing taunt. Oh, because mechanic. of everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything about him, yeah. So. Uh, what, one thing about Old Republic, though, is I think there are a lot of solutions for filling holes with them. Uh, you know, I've been known to use Wampa or Stormtrooper. Han, uh, you know, there, there's a ton of stuff that you can use with them. S somebody does tenacity down even. Um, you, you know, you you have a lot of options. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, w uh, Wampa with Old Republic might work, except I keep that for, <laughs> I keep my relic to Wampa for Phoenix teams. Because a lot of people put them in the back walls, at least in Dude, my division. So I I can't remember last time I saw a Phoenix team. Like it's been, <laughs> I, I I'm at I'm almost to five point two million GP. I I've gotten to where I never see weak ass defenses. It's super rare if I find something that Wampa can actually solo. Um, if I do see a Phoenix team, it's basically Gear Twelve, multiple Zetas, and I'm like Wampa ain't gonna beat it. So. Yeah. But he does. <laughs> no, he does Mine not. Does. Your yours might, but the so, some of those Phoenix teams once once they get to gear twelve, they can be a total pain because of the uh, like the armor shred and just every they, they have a lot of stuff going on. But um, so I've been working on 
building nest proof bears. Um, I, I'm not there yet. I'm working on it, but I'm not there yet. But I'll say I feel close. So um, where's the work going in? That's the question. I, well, Wicket and Chirper, the only ones are gear 12. I'm using Scout, Low Gray, and Elder as the other three. They're gear 11. Massive potency on Scout and Low Gray. Uh, survivability on Elder. Uh, basically, offense slash speed on Chirpa. And uh, the, the idea is to make the team basically time out against that. So I had somebody in my arena team who has... An absolutely bomb-ass nest. Now, this is probably OP. It's probably... It's way more than what most people are going to have. He has a Relic 2 nest. And it has 147% tenacity. And I threw it in and let him... Had him go in and record the battle. And it basically took him three and a half minutes before he finally won... Um, I mean, there's huge, massive segments of time where Ness does nothing. I mean, um, just kind of hangs <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. And by getting Scout and Low Grade to gear 12, I can get another 10% potency on each of them. Getting Elder up to 12 would allow me to stack on a lot more health, survivability, just make it more difficult to kill. And... So I think by doing that, I think if this team was gear 12, I I think it would be damn near nest proof. I really do. It's just, um, there's not a whole hell of a lot nest can do when you're just removing turn meter all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I would like to maybe find something that has uh, tenacity down because if you could get tenacity down with the bears, you could even... You could probably even drop Elder because with Tenacity down, I don't think Elder would be all that important. Um, you could probably, you could probably, I mean, just ma make it damn near impossible to stop because all the counters, all the assists, the multiple attacks, I mean, low grade removing turn meter and then Scout doing it constantly. I just, I don't know how you could possibly prevent it, you know? Uh, Ness gets dazed, and then it basically becomes damn near impossible to take a turn. The only problem is, whenever I think about Tenacity Down, there's not a whole lot of characters that I think would even be somewhat viable. Um, I think Crew would be absolutely amazing on that team for the Tenacity Down with the counters and the stuns and all that. But it's but it's Crew, you know. That's, yeah, you're neutering that. an entire team. Exactly. So, if the, I think the only character that I've really thought of that might actually be viable would probably be Tie Fighter Pilot, um, but I'm not sure of anyone else that wouldn't strip one of my teams of somebody important that would still be usable. Uh, let's see. It's uh, well, depending on how, well, would that even work? Yeah. What's how do you get tenacity down from Dengar's AOE? Just has to uh, crit on the person you're hitting, right? Correct. All right. Well, he could work depending on how well you have your other bounty hunters geared. Yeah. 
Because I find pulling him out of a bounty hunter team doesn't hurt it that much. If you have, let's say, Cad Bane ready to go, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, not, not bad. Um, but yeah, I kind of think, you know, if I could... If I could get Tenacity down on this Ewok team, then I could move away from having to have such high potency and I could move towards more speed because obviously more speed means more often you're removing Terminator so you don't have to have the potency tenacity check and Ness basically wouldn't stand a chance. Um, so that is my goal to uh, create Ness-proof bears. And I will, of course, keep you guys updated on how that mission goes. Sounds good. So, Not what about you? What did you do this week, sir? Uh, a little bit. Just a little bit. I finally, freaking after two weeks, I finally got off of Gear 9 on Shakti. So, I finished Gear 9, got her to Gear 10, and had all the pieces to take her to Gear 11 immediately. So now I'm at Gear... I'm one piece. I'm a Chirotech again. Again. Away from a Gear 12-ing Shakti, which... Now that we're talking about it, I think... I have almost all the pieces to get my Ewok Scout to Gear 12, so I might just go after him next finish off that last piece he needs because i just looked at the last piece and all i really need for the last piece to get him to gear 12 is stun cuffs so that would be really easy to get him there and then i could uh work around my ewoks a little bit too but yeah shakti almost gear 12 thank goodness finally that's been taking freaking forever trying to gear padme and shakti over the last month because of all of the Chirotex has been a complete and utter nightmare and it is almost done. Thank God. I cannot wait for that to be finished because it has been not fun or exciting or any of those things. So thank God that's done. That's what that's what's going on. But then I there and then there was this other thing that went on this week called the Galactic Chase. Uh you kind of talked about it with you. I went all in on this galactic chase. I was doing 400 refreshes, uh, you know, trying to do the maths to figure out whether buying the 1299 pack was better or the 400 crystal refreshes. Uh, my math was terrible because I thought it was a <laughs> ultimate pack because I thought every pack would get you 15 shards. No, it's just a regular marquee pack. It's seven shards is the most likely you get, not 15. So it turns Eesh. out the 400... Turns out the 400 refreshes were a way better deal than the 1299 pack, and I'm glad I did the 400 refreshes. Brutal. But I went through every day, and I did up to 400, the 400 refreshes, and I wound up 4 out of 100 on the Hyena Bomber. Whew. So, got it That's to 6 stars. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, I came this far. Uh -oh. There is really no point in me stopping at four out of a hundred and waiting three months to get to seven stars. So I just did the thing that people do on impulse and I now have a seven star hyena bomber. So nice. The tank to go with my malevolence, which you all know that I am 100% in on. Uh, I have it seven stars ready to go. So all of that, since it doesn't have a 
pilot having it at seven stars gets you the max stats on it and so the tank is ready to go maxed out will be hopefully beefy enough with all the defense and tenacity you get from separatist allies to be really good for that ship uh, unfortunately now the other work has to go in on vulture droid because i didn't have the foresight to get him early so he's at zero out of 65 i just got that fourth star i'm doing three refreshes on him every day and the shards are not falling a lot like shakti didn't at first but hopefully they pick up a little bit uh vulture droid is the main thing i'm farming right now and a little bit of rose on the side i uh, kind of completely stopped holdo for now because i don't think she's going to be a requirement for anything since she flew a starship into a star destroyer she's not going to be <laughs> in the next movie so yeah probably oh, yeah fair. sorry spoil sorry spoilers there sorry um but yeah i am at 53.8k currency of get two by my maths which we've now discovered that might have flaws in them which is why i don't do maths that often <laughs> i have enough to unlock and i believe get 54 out of 85 shards you say nice. he unlocks a five star right negotiator unlocks uh, a five star yes yeah yes. so out of 85 i'll be 54 out of 85 i believe not counting this tb's um get two so it shouldn't take too long to get uh, the malevolence to six star and that's going to be a lot of fun so when we get there when it's unlocked look forward to some videos from shattered order about malevolence i hopefully i'll have the vulture droid close to another star by then so i can run five star vulture droid seven star hyena bomber malevolence and i got gear 12 on my bugs so those all the bug ships are good to go ig 100 is slow going he's only at 20 out of 100 so that'll be six star to throw in there to have that droid ship i'm really looking forward to that capital ship it's very nice i'm sure it will be <laughs> sounds yeah. like fun. uh it'll be interesting for sure uh, where so that's pretty much all i've been again? doing this light side 4d light side 4d okay it's a was... really cheap note it's only 60 energy to do five uh refresh or five yeah, uh, sims yeah, it's pretty cheap stuff. So, cool. Yeah, I was thankful they put him on a cheap node. It made it a lot easier to put in that uh, put in the energy to farm him because it's not costing you that much. You know. Yep. I'll probably get around to farming him at some point. That's the nice thing about staying on negotiators. I don't have to worry about uh, that thing. I can keep farming my Kairos. Yay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Believe me, man, I know all about the Cairo farm, and I <laughs> hate it with a passion. Yep, so, it's yeah. wonderful. Cool. Um, yep. Well, let's move on to this. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Update. All right, so we got some updates. Yeah. Uh, not really anything. Sorry, I was reading the chat. I just want to say thanks to Richard Cheese for six months. I appreciate you. I didn't have time Woo! to pop it out. So you get a shout out on the podcast. 
Um, Ackley mission warning. So <laughs> they warned us, thankfully, the night before, or like right before the uh, the phase opened. But if you didn't know, it's still going on now until tomorrow morning. For anyone else listening to this after it's released on audio, you don't care anymore because it's passed. But for those listening right now or watching the VOD of the live stream tomorrow morning, GBA is the only character with the Beast Warden ability for the Ackley mission. So if you don't take GBA into that mission, uh, he no, they will not be able to remove the Ackley's Enrage. GBA is the only one that can do that. And he doesn't have to be in the leader slot to be able to do it. He just has to be in the team. Now, I've heard um, reports of people beating it without GBA in there. Uh, so I've seen some of the teams and the screenshots of, the, of those teams that have done it, but I... If you want to make it easy, er, easier, put GBA in there because he can. Um, he's the only one that can remove the Ackley enrage. So, have you tried it PSA, yet? PSA, I have not tried it yet. I still don't know what's going on in there. I've read several uh, strategies, and I just—it's one of those things where I once I go in there, I feel like it's going to be a hard learning learning curve for me. But we'll see. I've heard a lot, I've heard of a lot of people doing it with a full first order team, which is very very cool. Um, I went with my night sisters. I actually used Mother Towson lead with a Saj, uh, night sister, uh, zombie and Daka along with GBA. It was easy. Just kill everybody. Kill everybody. Keep stacking health on Daka, keep stacking damage and health on Asajj, let people die, and eventually you will smash the Ackley to death. Um, it was. I've not even done it on normal, so... I haven't it... either. That yeah. was my first time to beat it. Alright, it'll be interesting. I had, to, I had to platoon Darth Revan, who I was going to do that mission with, so I don't even know who I'd take in there, so we'll see what happens. I'm planning on doing my... My uh, TV stuff after the podcast, so who knows? Do you have Malik? I do have Malik. I did not. Uh, I feel like I he's Trey, a good candidate. Malik. Uh, maybe I can do Treya, Malik, BSF, GBA, and uh, Nihilus. I heard that Malik can do it by himself. I don't know if the person that said this was joking or not, but I could totally see it. Hmm. Interesting. It would have to be an extremely good Malik, obviously, but a lot of people that have Malik probably have a really good Malik. So, well, it's Relic three, so it's not the end all be all, but it but is decent. Pretty so. good, pretty good. We'll see, we'll see. Cool. Well, you can let us know how that goes next week. Uh, summoning units, which we'll get to in a second. There will soon be two units that can summon, one of those being Art Trooper and obviously GBA. We'll talk about Art Trooper here in a bit, but he basically has the ability in which he summons an additional unit that is not a character. It is, in fact, a turret. <laughs> and um, basically what they said is the rules for summon units. There is a tier priority, and basically they decided to make Art Troopers... Uh, summon a top tier priority over GBA because of the fact that the turret is essential to him 
more so than the brute is to GBA. So that is interesting and good to know. Yeah. Absolutely. Almost got it out without yawning. Um, <laughs> so uh, if they're on the same team, essentially, you only have one slot for an ally and the, you know, art troopers blaster turret thing. It'll it'll get summoned and GBA's brute will not. Um, of course, once the turret goes away, you could then summon the brute if you wanted to, but then you wouldn't be able to get the turret back out. For example, that's basically how that's going to work. Um, so yeah, you have any thoughts, comments on this? I only think the only comments I have is going to be interesting in the future what happens and the reason they put this out was to say because they hadn't thought about well they probably thought about it but they i hadn't even thought about it so it brought it to our attention that if more if they bring out more characters that are more likely to be on the same team they're gonna have to find a way in the future uh they mentioned this also in their post to have a way for hopefully you to be able to choose what's going to be summoned before the battle starts like maybe before the battle starts have a pop-up with the two abilities and you pick the one that starts the battle i don't think uh, they'll ever do that well it literally said they're gonna have to find a way they're gonna find a way to give you a choice on which summon unit to bring in so unless unless there's a way on the character screen to do that that's the only way i could see uh what did they say exactly? Because I read the thing and I did not get the impression that they said they were going to give you an issue to choose. They said they were going to figure out how to deal with this problem. All right, give um, a second. I'll get it for you. I could be wrong, but if they did say give you a way to choose, that is very interesting. Um, and I would be a bit surprised. I would find it more likely that if they did something where you would have multiple summon units on one team. Okay. I'm going to highlight it on the stream so everyone can see where I'm talking about. Let me bring it up so you can read it. That said, in the future, we are looking into how we give you the choice or some agency over which unit will be summoned at the start of an encounter. Okay. So that's choice what I... or some agency. Okay. No. So there, it's... The only thing that really is interesting to me is how this is going to work in the future because... I just had a thought while we were talking about this as well. And this is this is the way that I would rather it be for this whole vehicle thing that they've talked about. What if someone what if the way they introduced vehicles was it was one of the summon things? That's what we thought ships were going to be. Yeah. It is definitely what we thought ships were gonna be. I still think it's a great idea to yep. make it a sixth part on your arena team or whatever team you're using to it could be uh, an entirely new game mode. Like, yeah, it's it would be interesting if that's what it did. Um, now, of course, it would, couldn't be the size of a turret or a brute because uh, if you put a toy ATAT next to a bunch of characters, it would look funny. But <laughs> I don't know. That's I definitely we'll true. See. I mean, there are options and ways to give you more agency, as Joker says could make it based on speed or you could make it based on survivability uh, cause, uh you, you know because a lot of these um you, you know a lot of these uh summons they they seem to i say a lot of them there's only two but i mean um 
you could easily make it based on the stats of the character since it seems like this these stats are based on the character you know i think there are definitely some options there um to maybe not just like be a selectable choice but something that you can kind of design through modding or something along those lines um that that would be that would be interesting and i could also see something where if there were like two summoners on the same team it could be one of those things where uh if so and so is summoned at the beginning of the battle and then gets destroyed this automatically summons at that time or something like that um you know, a mm-hmm. chain of summons as the summons get destroyed, but who knows? We will see. Another interesting thing, and I, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to read too much into things, but it is, it, it also goes to a question that was asked in chat. BTLB Y Wing Marquee event was pushed back a week, so it starts on the 14th, not the 7th. So it would be starting tonight. It's actually starting. Gay. Sorry, it like, would have started today. So annoying. But now it's starting next week. Um, Man, I'm hungry. I want my BTL. Come on. <laughs> the Elsa said, or the from the chat, we're expecting Lightside Geo on the 18th. Not much time to bring Ark up first. So I my Oof. my question, and my original original thought is, maybe Lightside GeoTB is being pushed back a week. We don't have a release date for that. So even if it was. It would all be speculation of when it was supposed to start as to when it does, so that we would never know if it was pushed back a week. But pushing back a marquee a week, Arc Trooper is not out to farm yet before Lightside TB. It's interesting to me that change and what that could mean as far as when we see Lightside GOTB. Hmm. Good question. Well, I. Joker, I know the reason we all think it's on the 18th because it should normally you'd see on the 18th it would list Darkside GOTB the same way as it does for Hoth. Uh, I totally agree. I thought it was the 18th, but now I'm not completely sure because of this change. So I don't know. It's totally maybe fair. it got maybe it got pushed back a week, but uh, it's interesting that Arc Trooper's not out yet to farm and and the BTL got pushed back a week. So. I don't know. Well, that is disappointing. I do not know. I I really hope that the uh, the BTL doesn't go stale while we're waiting on it. Um, that would be disappointing. <laughs> I saw a Reddit post that showed the the showed the BTL bomber, but listed as the BLT bomber, and I can't. I can't. I don't know if it was I, I a mistake that. by CG or if it was just a Photoshop. But the funny part is the way things have been going. I could see that actually being a mistake by CG, and if it was, yep. it's freaking hilarious. The BLT bobber. That sounds like a some kind of sandwich you'd get at Sonic. Whew. Sounds good. <laughs> I'd eat it. Sounds minus really minus the tea because nobody likes that demon fruit. You don't like tomatoes. Oh God, no! You, if you don't like tomatoes, you're not putting enough pepper on them. There's not I enough like pepper. pepper in the world to make me like tomatoes. Oh, I so love there's tomatoes. That. They're the best. Um, <laughs> so there's one other thing that we just found out about, and this is exciting. Oh, um, super exciting! So the big complaint I, I've mentioned it. A lot of other people have mentioned it. 
And that is the fact that Grand Arena Championship rewards are a bit lackluster. Oh, you're so, being nice. <laughs> see, yeah, they're crappy. Complete and utter sh- Yes. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's a BTS sandwich, a uh, <laughs> bacon tomato shit sandwich. Um, all right, CG has heard us. They've answered the call. And um, to to quote a line from a movie you may be familiar with, "Pray we don't alter the deal further because they've made <laughs> JC rewards even worse." How exciting is that? Yeah, it's uh. On what planet are ship omegas the same as Zeta Mats? I have no idea. So apparently the reason is... As well, on what planet can we not just add ship omegas with Zeta Mats? Apparently in Grand Arena, anytime there are ships, they have to alter the rewards and give ship omegas. Because ships are such a great game mode that everybody loves... Hmm. So angry. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to this. Like, this is so so dumb. dumb. Just like, put what? them both in there. The rewards suck anyway. How long can it possibly take to make a new table for GAC rewards and just add ship omegas to what was there instead of switching back to what you had during the exhibition because it's probably easier. But now you, you're taking... I don't want ships in JAC to begin with, but now ships are in it. They're in it. Okay, fine. Let me deal with that. Now the ships are in it, and they're taking away the Zeta mats because of it. That is just another reason for me to hate how stupid that is. You want to uh, make people not care about Grand Arena? Add yeah. ships and remove the Zetas. Like, if they asked me for advice on how to make people care less about Grand Arena, those would be the two things I would tell them to do. So... I just, it's, it's, it's so dumb. It's just, just add, add the ship omegas. It's not that difficult. There are more battles we have to do now. They're not changing the number of character battles. They're just, they're probably just going to add a ship battle. So we, so we're doing even more work now. Bump the damned rewards. It's it's just freaking terrible. It's so terrible. So, so, so the, terrible. The last sentence would give me hope as well if it didn't have one word in it. And that one word, word bugs the crap out of me. So the last sentence says, That said, we are reevaluating rewards for this mode regularly and currently assessing if slash what changes we may make to future Grand Arena Championship. Actually, there's uh-huh. two words there. One is assessing, meaning they don't already know that their reward, their rewards are total garbage. And then the other part to it is if. Not even a for sure thing that their rewards are going to change yet. So everyone... They like engagement so much. The word engagement. Let's talk about engagement in GAC. The last GAC, I think people attacked me half of my battles. The rest of the time, they just set defense and didn't even touch GAC. So if you want to talk about your love for engagement, let's talk about the engagement in GAC and why no one's engaging in it, because there's not worth the rewards for the time. 100% true. 
So let's change 100. that assessing if to we are currently deciding what changes we're going to make to the rewards to make them better because they absolutely 100% need to be made better. Yeah, the I mean the it's the best game mode with the worst rewards and it's not even close. The rewards are just they they're horrible. I mean, even if they doubled currency that you get at the end of the GAC, that would be a start, but that's still not even that much. Yep. Like, uh, five, Seafront, four, five uh, weeks out of your life, you get 2,100. I've been getting 2,100 currency. 2,100. Seafront mentions in the live chat about adding get or get two to the top uh you know to the top rewards or something yeah that that would get participation like let let us earn more get that would be let's, great let's t- go back to the one word thing and what does get stand for that's fair guild, guild event. event currency it's guild that's event fair. tokens there's not it's that's not a fair. guild event so they I, I know add it into that. i know I agree with but, you that it would totally get people to play more, but the problem is they will never add it yeah. to that, in my opinion, because it's not a guild event. It's a single person Some, individual What they event. should do, they should double the round event GAC currency. Um, that that would be fabulous. It's just... Yeah, they that, need to that up would be the currency. They need to make it's sure so that terrible. Zetas are always in the rewards. Um, finishing around and only just, getting so five uh, Mark V stun guns is not helpful. Or sorry, not finishing around, but he, moving to the next um, next tier, getting like five of something. Well, gee, thanks, but was it really worth all that work when I could, you know, spend 150 energy and get the same thing? I'll be very curious to hear or know even if. Uh... If people actually participate more or less based on these rewards, because as we know, if you interact in any way with something in the game, it is cl- it clearly means that you <laughs> like it, as we've discussed. Yeah, um, exactly. It just... Engagement. I mean, be, 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 <laughs> be careful engaging in things you don't like. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is the one where I get the bottom barrel uh, title for my alt. Where I don't so, even... I join the GAC, but I don't join the indivi- four individual weeks so that I just stay at the bottom and get that stuck-in carbonite title or whatever it's called. I, I will tell you what's... I will tell you what's weird. Um, I feel like they are so strict to this little formula that they have. That they can't bend on it at all. But yet they came out with relics and like the uh, Mark III Hollows. Those crafted are complete and total bargain on the conversion rate on those couple other pieces as well. The fact that they put stuff in there like that sometimes kind of makes me think, well, maybe, maybe they're trying I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just... It's so frustrating. It feels just so... It's like they can't give at all on some of this stuff. It's just... It's unbelievably annoying. 
It's just frustrating that they have nerfed the rewards so heavily in Grand Arena from what they used to be. It's just, oh man, back when in the exhibitions, the first ones that were a week long, they were you, amazing. So like, you get not you get the first place, you get what like forty of some salvage, fifty, fifty salvage. You got, you got enough full, to craft a full. They would do yeah. like stun guns, and you would get 50, 50 stun gun salvage off a one week grand arena. Fifty stun gun salvage <coughs> is just in itself is enough to make me fight all week to try to get. Yes, it. and yet now <laughs> for a full month. I don't even think you can get enough currency to do that. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. let's see. If you did 12 battles, you won all of them. That would be 150. Um, then let's say, let's add um, 100. What is the rewards for like, bo- let's say bottom of Kyber. What is it? What, what do you get rewards for currency? Uh, that's a good question. Let me look. Is it 2100? 2100 is what I got for a rhodium. Okay. So I'm not totally sure. So it's probably going to be quite a bit more than that. Probably like 2800? That'd be my guess. Okay. Anyone next Kyber in the chat if you know most I things. will use 20 I will use whatever number you just said and uh let's Let's figure up what this would be. So if you won every single round and finished at the top all four weeks of Grand Arena, assuming the number that you gave me is correct, which I think you said 2,800, that would be enough to get 105 Cairo salvage for a month. That is half of what you would have got previously. <laughs> half. I just... And a lot of the other stuff was kind of the same. I mean, to me, you know, half the pay for the fact that you can spread that currency out, you know, and buy a few various things, that doesn't seem like a good return on investment. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just... It, it's it's frustrating and kind of terrible. Um. So they're having a discussion on ego in uh, in chat about that being one of the main thing driving people to try to get to Kyber in the high levels. I got a question for you, and this just it's it just bugs me. Be playing sports growing up and everything else. How if you get second place, can you call yourself a champion? I've seen people well, I mean, like I've seen people calling them the fifth place Kyber champion or the second place Kyber champion. And to me, I, I don't know champion. if you fit it. If you finish top 100 in Kyber, I mean, yeah, you're good. You're not the champion. There's only one yeah. champion. If you lose the Super Bowl, you're not the second place champion. You're the runner do, up. Well, Go ahead and call yourself say, the runner up. <laughs> do people say fifth place champion? I've seen it. <laughs> okay, if you say fifth place champion, you're an idiot because that makes no sense. It That's, makes no uh, sense to me. I just, I, just, I don't know that as far as ego goes, calling yourself a champion at fifteenth place or anything other than first to me doesn't make sense. 
you're really good. I'm not I'm not downplaying anyone's skill, by the way. I think everyone that gets up there are amazing players and play really well. I just think the wording, the semantics on that sounds ridiculous to me. I, I don't I don't disagree. You can't be a certain place champion. That's just that, that's dumb. You can either be the champion, you can finish second, you can finish third. Hell, you can even be fifth. Um it's just, I, it's it's so stupid. And I, yes, I was quoting Talladega Nights. <laughs> I agree with you, Otto. It is an accomplishment, and I'm not trying to take anything away from those people. Like I said, they're all great players, and to get there, you have to be good at this game. I'm just annoyed by the semantics of calling, of the word championship. I don't know. And, and I'm complaining just about that specifically. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, I mean, finishing fifth, wonderful. Um yeah, that's but, uh, yeah. Either way, it's just the the rewards are terrible. I just it's, yeah. Back to the just, point. It's annoying. Rewards are it's so annoying. bad, and only going down so far. We'll it's it's happens. a it, it's a fun game mode, but it's like I, I've gotten to where I have more fun just testing to see what teams hold or seeing how much I can sandbag a team and win or stuff like that. Like I I don't particularly care about winning. I, I just I, I don't care. It's you know, it's more of a fun game mode for for me. I, I've gotten where I don't particularly care, like competitively, I guess, in this game really at all. I just I, I don't care. So um, it's well, fun. Like the fun factor is great, and it always has been, and I think it always will be. But the rewards should be better. To create more competitive. There, there are a lot of... The, uh, then again, I I mean, all those people in hitting Kyber are probably awfully damn competitive and efficient. And, you you know, that's that's probably, you know, the enjoyable part for them. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Full show. All right. What do we got next? That's a great question. Um I think we have... Um, Find a sounder for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> All right, so... Happy to tell you, uh, we did not go over this kit. Um, when it came out, there was a lot of uh, General Anakin Skywalker stuff going on. I wasn't here. Wink was fighting the event. Wink was talking mods with his guests. So I don't think that we ever actually gave Arc Trooper and the second summoning hero in this game the time they deserve to go over the kit and actually Probably just kind of... Kind of break it down. So we decided to do that this week. So we're going to talk about Arc Trooper because he should be coming out uh, to a farmable location soon, if I had to guess. And uh, there is a lot of education behind this guess. It's an educated guess. But uh, if I had to guess, he would be going to the Guild Event Store. Not Guild Event Store. The Guild Currency Store. Um the reason for that is the first Hoth, um, Hot Han went to Cantina. The first GOTB, GBA went to Cantina. The, fir- the second uh, Hoth TB, 
Stark went to the Guild Currency Store. So if they keep following the same path, then we should see... Um, we should see Arc Trooper hopefully go to the Guild Currency Store. And I, the funny thing about that is why I actually think it might happen is because I think we've got to the point where we haven't got anything new in there for so long that a lot of people have just been dumping resources, and I know I have, into gear because, hey, doesn't seem like they're, they're going to add anything in here. So it still kind of makes sense, in my opinion, but we shall see. I think they like making people spend. I think he'll be on a 16 energy cantina node. All right. Well, we shall see. I'm curious to find out which one, uh, which one of us right. For those of you in chat, use those new uh, emoticons. Let us know who you agree with. I want to. I want to see nice. what the consensus nice. is there. I like it. Um. Cool. Yeah. So, Arc Trooper, let's bring it up here on the stream. The unit name is of course Art Trooper. Alignment is light side. He falls under the categories of light side, attacker, 501st, clone trooper, and galactic republic. He is described as a powerful clone attacker that can command a blaster turret on the battlefield. Abilities. His basic ability is called Crossfire. The final text is deal physical damage target enemy. If they had no buffs before this attack, deal 30% more damage. Special one, assign command on a three turn cooldown. Final text, deal physical damage to target enemy. Give command to target other clone ally until they are defeated or until command is granted to a different ally. Command. The blaster turret assists whenever this character uses an ability during their turn. Uh, so, during their turn means when they get full turn meter, not when they counter or attack out of turn, only on their own turn. So only one character can have command. And it has to be a clone. But that's interesting. Yes. Who you would, uh, Who would you give this to? Uh, that is a really good question. I think... Uh, Who's the fastest clone? <laughs> Rex? Because um, Rex probably. might be your best option. Uh, actually, I would think fives because anytime a 501st takes damage, he can gain 15% turn mirror with that Zeta. He will probably go more often than anyone else because you know an AoE is going to give him 75% turn meter. So he could you know, move around very, very quickly. I think that... This ability will be a good reason to throw that Zeta on fives. And luckily for um, me, I bought it. It was one of my first five yeah. Zetas, and it really did nothing for me up until now. So, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it actually made a ship better for a long time, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, so. All right. His first unique ability is called Arc Arsenal. Uh, this is a Zeta ability as well. Arc Trooper has plus 35% counter chance. Arc Trooper always has command and summons a blaster turret to the ally slot at the start of the encounter and when he is revived. The blaster turret will assist when Arc Trooper attacks out of turn. So, there will always be two clone troopers that have command because Arc Trooper can never lose command. And the fact that, uh, you know, anytime 
even out of turn with that 35% counter chance along with the uh, the blaster turret assisting is very interesting and uh if the way that brute with GBA works in which uh, his stats transfer to the sum that transfer to the summon I think I said sum either way uh that will be very important for here in which this could be a reason to mod uh, Arc Trooper with a lot of offense rather than crit damage. Because if that gives that Blaster Turret even more damage output based on oh, scaling yeah. stats or something like that. I don't know if it's... Uh, well, I guess I guess we should get to the abilities of the Blaster Turret and then I'll finish that thought. Well, um... One thing that I just thought of when you said that, as far as shared stats go, this, him being a summoning character, think of GBA, right? And how, how people look at him as a Gear 13 character with relics because of that shared stat. I think Arc Trooper instantly becomes another one of those um, Gear 13 people you want in Gear point. 13 because of that sh- those shared stats. And the other part to this is, it does not look like if the turret is targetable. Actually, let's just go read the blaster turret stuff just in case. I can't remember if it's targetable or not. Because okay. they it, uh, up in up in Arc Troopers' abilities, there was no way to summon another turret, um, unless he revives. So, or until command is granted to a different. Uh, oh wait, uh, that uh. Uh, so yeah, it, I don't would, know. it would I, seem I was looking for something. if the blaster turret can be targeted and you kill it off it's not coming back but if it's not targetable you'd have to hope aoe's would be able to kill it but i don't know if it is so let's go to blaster right. turret's abilities and we'll figure that out unique to blaster turret basic ability shattering blast deal true damage to target enemy and dispel all buffs on them, which can't be evaded. Um, unique one, summoned object. This object stats scale with summoner stats. This object can only be summoned if the ally s- to the ally slot if it's available. This object can't be summoned in raids. This object can't be revived. If an effect counts defeated units, this object doesn't count. When there are no other allied combatants, this object escapes from battle. A unit can't be revived if this summon object exists in their slot. Unique two object properties. This object can't be targeted, is immune to damage and effects, and does not take a turn. When there are no allies with command, the blaster turret is destroyed. There so, you go. So that one <clears throat> makes sense one, now. One thing I am going to want clarification on, and this may actually be in the stats, it doesn't say it here, but every other instance of true damage that we have seen in the game cannot be a critical hit. So I am going to assume that the blaster turret cannot critically hit, which makes me think, kind of like what I was saying a second ago, that offense sets, offense primary, secondary offense is going to be absolutely awesome for Ark. Especially, uh, you know, given that his counter chance isn't just him, but it's the turret attacking in addition to somebody else, most likely 
fives if he has that Zeta ability. I'm not sure if that's how the AI is going to operate it, but that's how the AI should operate it, in my opinion. Now, another interesting thing about that uh, object, second object property for Unique 2 is uh, where to go. When there are no allies with command, the blaster turret is destroyed. Do we think command is a locked debuff or buff that can't be cleansed or uh, dispelled? I, I would assume so. Um, I would hope so because a mass dispel would instantly kill it. Yeah, I, I would assume that would be the case. Um, it doesn't. Does it say anything? Uh, says Art Trooper always has command, which means it's going to be locked for him at the very least if he always has it um did you joker it, says he thinks it's a blue buff that would make a lot of sense and not a green one that i i, I totally i think that. that's a good point um it was blue in the event so all right perfect yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. So. so basically you have to kill both people with command. So you have to kill Arc Trooper and whoever currently has what other other clone currently has command to get rid of the turret. That could actually be a reason not to put it on fives, because if you have that Zeta on fives, you know, if you're forcing them to try and kill somebody else, if they kill them first, fives dies, gives buffs to everybody. You know, uh, you don't particularly want them to try to kill five stars. But then again, Arc Trooper would still be around. So, yeah, this it sounds like this damn thing could be very difficult to get rid of. And the dispelling all buffs and can't yeah, be evaded. I was about Oof. to say. Ooh, That's man. pretty huge. Good Especially Lord. when it's like the Geonosians where Sunfock is assisting on everything if he doesn't have days. Because every ability a clone does is going to dispel, basically. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. That's what yeah. makes... That's what... With Geos, that dispel from Sunfock is, is what makes... Not what makes it, but what's one of the things that make them so good. Because you can get around anything after one attack. Something else that's nice, like, against Malak is... The fact that this thing, it, you know, it can't be feared. It will just kind of keep going. It'll get rid of the buffs and just keep carrying on. Um, sounds awesome. Um, this character yeah, sounds awesome to me. 100%. I mean, fabulous, fabulous character. Going to fit 100% in with General Skywalker if you've got him. If not, obviously going to be insanely good on any team surrounded by clones. I mean, so, something else is Shock T has the retribution. Um, arc with retribution means that Blaster Church can be attacking all the time. Uh, mm. You know, there's. It only attacks. It only assists. Yes, yeah, when, when Arc attacks out of turn. Correct. Oh, does but it say that? He, yeah, Blaster Turret will assist when Arc oh, okay, yeah, attacks I see out it. of turn. I see what you're going for. I, I missed that part when we talked about it earlier. So that makes sense. That's pretty yep. good. Yeah, so enough, th this enough. could this will be very interesting. I am pretty excited to see how this goes and how many Kairos um how many Kairos Arc Trooper needs. This is gonna be great. Uh I'm really looking forward to it. For me it's gonna be 
Well, the unfortunate part is that I, you know, I guess it's not unfortunate because uh, she can go with Padme, but my Asakatano is now already out of that squad once I get this character. So that will be great being able to put her back with Padme. Mm-hmm. E- even though, um, like right now, I'm using General Skywalker, like in my arena team, but in Grand Arena, being able to move Ahsoka around, oh, that'll be so much better. No doubt, no doubt. So, uh, yeah. So, um, anything else that you want to talk about specifically with the Arc Trooper? There's not- nothing specifically. I just am. Really looking forward to being able to farm him. Hopefully we find out where that is soon and can start doing it soon. But that remains to be seen because we did not get that this week. So we'll find out. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to this next topic. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. And this week's poll comes from Swagaga. Yes. Kind of a poll. It's kind of a poll. They they have polled the data for uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And, nice uh, wordplay. Yeah. Let's talk about Gear 13 and Relics. So I wanted to do a little... I wanted to do the main topic just kind of talking about... You're going to love the wordplay. Relic engagement. You know, that's that's CG's way of saying what's going on with relics. Well, let's talk about relic engagement and the breakdown of what's going on. Uh, Most specifically, what we're seeing the most of, what we're seeing very little of, and what we think we should see more of. But uh, I wrote down some things. Basically, I scoured the the top tens on a lot of these things. And basically, yeah. We can go over the top 10 uh, relics total. And okay. I don't know where I'm going. I've lost my train of thought. All right. So anyways, we're going to talk about relics. First off, let's go with the top 10 characters, right? So there are... I'm on the wrong page here. All right. There we go. General Grievous is the number one Gear 13 relic character. Who's surprised? Anybody surprised? You see them freaking everywhere. Um, if you're looking at it, General Grievous, it's got a pretty decent breakdown between all of the relic levels of people have put him on, but his highest by far, not by far, is 26% for seven star or seven relic seven. So 26% of people that have General Grievous relic have him at relic seven. That- that's insane. I mean, that's what fifteen thousand people, sixteen thousand people. Sixteen thousand fifty-four people have General Grievous at Relic Seven. Let me just tell you what's around there for numbers-wise of units <laughs> with sixteen thousand. Okay, that's sixteen thousand people have General Grievous at Relic Seven. Only sixteen thousand people even have Commander Luke ready for Relics. Oh wow! And that's, really? Yes. And relic is, and he is literally four spots out of the top ten. So I mean, he's at the top, but that's how big the disparity between the fourteenth spot 
and the the number one spot. That's is. crazy. So Sec- I have uh I I do have a relic Joan Grievous, but relic four, I think. I have not gone that far in. I believe yours is seven though. Mine is seven and I absolutely love it. Uh, there's a lot of people there with you. 22% of people. So only 3,000 less have them at Relic 4. So a lot of people did stop at Relic 4, but there are a ton with Relic 7. Now, if you move on to the second spot, Darth Revan is second with 58,954. So only about, you know, 1,500 or maybe 1,000 less than uh, General Grievous. But the difference between General Grievous and Darth Revan is 28% of people that have Darth Revan relic have him at relic 4. And only 10% have him at relic 7. Wow. So the biggest group of people with Darth Revan relic are in the 1 to 4 range. Interesting. And it's like that I, for a lot of the top 10, to be honest. We talked that, about this when we talked about relics. doesn't surprise me. We talked about it when we talked about relics, right? We're like, Relic 4 is yep. probably the best place to stop as far as uh, gear used to get the relic spots, you know, signal data. Going, going to relic 5 and 6 starts to become very expensive when you consider you could be taking other characters up and getting massive stat increases. I'm trying to get everyone that have gear 13 to relic 4. Like, that's that's my goal. And then if I want to take people beyond that, I can. Yep. I am with you. Uh, after Darth Revan is Jedi Knight Revan. So you got Grievous, Re- Je- Grievous, Darth Revan, Jedi Knight Revan. Jedi Knight Revan is at 50,000 gear 13 units. So 8,900. So about 8,000 less than Darth Revan. So 8,000 less going from second to third place. And the majority of people have him at Relic 4. And only 3% of people... For Dar- Jedi Knight Revan, have him at seven. St- uh, I keep saying seven star. Relic seven. So another one that's stuck right there at Relic four. Even the next one's the same way. Forty-seven hundred people have Bastila Sean Fallen. What I say? Forty-seven hundred. Forty-seven thousand people have Bastila Sean Fallen at uh, Gear thirteen and ready for relics. And twenty-eight percent of them are stuck at Relic four. All the big numbers are right there between one and four, and you get into. Sp- much smaller. Only 16% have Basil Sean Fallen over Relic 4. Same Grandmaster Yoda kind of surprised me. I didn't realize he was this high on the Relic list, but he is number 5 with 46,000 just under Basil Sean. And once again, 27% of people have him at Relic 4 with just a paltry 21% over relic four the most the biggest chunk being under relic four for him now this is where you start to get oh oh, one thing i think interesting uh you kind of see that these are all kind of either meta teams characters for meta teams or kind of uh response as a counter because jedi knight revan and grandmaster yoda are a pretty standard counter to General Grievous. And I kind of think that when this many people went crazy with General Grievous, it kind of led a lot more people to uh, Relic, Jedi Knight Revan, and Grandmaster Yoda as a counter in order to take those teams down. Because once they get that powerful, there's not a hell of a lot you can do without relicking characters. 
Yep, and that's what pretty much drives this the list we're going to talk about because General Grievous team can uh, defeat a lot of different teams. Darth Revan team defeats a lot of teams. Even the Jedi Knight Revan team still defeats a lot of different teams. And that is why you probably see... Probably. That's why you see them at the top here. Because the next one's General Kenobi. 37,000. Uh, most for General Kenobi is Relic 4, but 19% at Relic 7. So a lot more people are taking General Kenobi to Relic 7. One, because he's a tank. Two, because of that negotiator's capital ship. And so you're seeing a, where people are putting the majority of their Relic 7s. Now, here's another really big one. This actually, I think, is the highest percentage of number of Relic 7s and highest percentage, and that is yep. Jedi Knight Anakin. 35,000 people have a Relic Jedi Knight Anakin. The highest percent for him is 36% of people have a Relic 7 General Anakin. Over a third of people. That's crazy. Yeah. I freaking. Mine's not even Relic 7. My neither's mine. Mine's only Relic 4. <laughs> Mine's in my arena team, though. Still. No. Nope. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. 36%. I mean, General yeah, Grievous, that's... 26%. You would think he would be higher than Anakin, but that AoE is just. So yeah. ridiculous. It, it is. It's nasty. It's he's awesome. And and the other thing is his ship, I think a lot of people that are getting negotiator, that's a little bit more incentive to maybe relic him over, say, General Grievous. I think the number of relic seven grievouses will certainly go up once the malevolence actually gets into the game. Agreed. We shall definitely see how that ends up. Especially it'll, it'll also take into account how long it takes people to get either one of those ships whether they relic it if they don't have the other characters for that actual team hey real real quick i'm curious uh general kenobi what is the percentage of relic sevens because that is my only relic seven character so 19 percent. so it's 24 percent for four okay and 19 percent for seven that's higher than i expected actually yeah it's pretty it's pretty high uh Rounding out the top 10, you got HK-47, 27,000 people, 26% of people at Relic 4. After him is Han Solo, 22,000 people with 23% with 23% at Relic 5, 4, 19% at 4, 20% at 2, and 13% at 1. So you can see where the biggest mix for Han Solo is. Uh, And then as well, the last one. I knew you had him. You got yours at three? Yeah. Oh, wait. You know what? I, I think I may have actually... I think I just took him to Relic 4, I think. So I might be lying. What's that? You like the lions? You're an idiot. Because <laughs> um, um, everybody who listens to the show even... Ever listened to it? Would know that's not what I said. But yes, mine is actually Relic 4 now. All right, last up on the top 10, Darth Malak. Uh, another one of those highest numbers, Relic 7s. 21,000 people with a Relic Darth Malak, Ooh, and it's crazy. 26% of people have him at Relic 7. Yeah, that's a, that's and, a lot of people. And 22% at Relic 4. So, Damn. Impressive. Yeah. That's your so top 10. How- 
Now think how about many, how many teams that makes up. The only one that's a flyer on there these, is Han Solo. How many of these top ten do you have that are gear thirteen? Uh, one, two, three. I have three of them. I have Grievous, Grievous, Anakin, and Malak. You have how many? I have five of them. Uh, Grievous, Grandmaster Yoda, Kenobi, Anakin, and Han Solo. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny that... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't realize that was that I had so many in the top ten until I just counted them. But it totally makes sense. Yeah. But like I was saying, there's nice. there's one flyer in there, and that's Han Solo. The rest of them you contribute to a entire team, like Darth Revan, or so Darth Revan's team. Almost his entire team is in this top ten. Whoever the fifth yeah, one, since the fifth true. one modulates between. Sith Trooper or Sith Assassin, or not Assassin, Marauder. Marauder. Neither of those two are in the or top Watt. 10. Or Watt. Not in the top 10. Not even everyone has them unlocked, so that one totally makes sense. But the that's almost a full team. So four out of the top 10 are the Sith Empire team. Then you got Jedi Knight Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, General Kenobi. That's three from another team, the Jedi Knight Revan team. Yep. Uh, General Grievous is out there by himself, but the only real flyers there are Jedi Knight Anakin and Han Solo. Yep. And, you know, they both have such massive usability in the game. I mean, Han Solo was a meta fleet character for so long. He is a counter to almost, he's a part of a counter to almost every meta, um, one of the most versatile, usable characters in the entire game. Uh, yeah, I'm not not terribly surprised. And even CLS and Chewbacca are like CLS is 14, Chewbacca is 817. So they're in the top 20. It's another relic team of those three plus you know C3PO and whoever nice. else, old Ben, whatever. Letting you in on those TI secrets. Uh, i had to anyways the going back to the show notes here so that's your top 10 and as you can see it's starting to look a lot like a lot of people are putting it into those teams that have high counter chance for a lot of other different teams that's where your biggest engagement is i thought it was interesting to look at archetypes um the archetypes are not spread very much for the top 50. I went through the top 50 and I went to each character and I looked up their archetype. And just to These see are how big the spread 50 was. Top 50 gear 13 characters, right? Top 50 gear 13 characters with relics in the game. These are the archetypes. By far the largest and one fifth of all top 50 characters are tactics supports. With 10 of them. 10 of the top 50 are tactical supports. Then you got okay. eight agility attackers. Then you got eight strength tanks. Five strength attackers. And then you get in a lot into the twos. So you got agility supports, strength supports, tactics attackers, tactics, two tactic healers, and then one agility tank. And I think the agility tank was fives. 
but I can't remember. But then you get not listed. There must not be very many of these because you would think at least one in the top 50, but strength healers, agility healers, and tactic tanks. Well, there's not very many healers in the game, so... Well, yeah, that's no. for sure. Not surprised. But it is interesting to me that supports are the highest gear 13 characters. And it makes sense because what are they doing? Supporting the rest of the team. You make them stronger, whatever they're doing to that team becomes stronger. And it's, I don't know. A lot of those tactic supports were in the top 30. They kind of fell off out of the top 30. You started getting more into the agility supports, the agility tanks. More of the one, more of the less common Gear Thirteen characters. Once you got out of there, I assume uh, that this means that Daka is a tactics healer and not a strength or agility healer. I'm a Daka isn't a healer. Is she not? No, she was never a healer. Oh, interesting. I think she's a support. No, she is a healer. No, she. Who is yeah, the one that's not a healer? A healer? Um, I don't remember. I, I know there is a healer that is not listed as the Oh, sure, it's um, not a healer. Uh, what's that Jedi that you get at the very beginning of the game? Uh, Jedi Consular? No, I think he's he might not be a healer either. No, uh, oh, Luminara is a healer. Turret is one. There's another one. God, I can't. It's been so long since we did the episode on healers and how there weren't any. I can't remember who the one, the main ones were. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Oh, I, I remember. I remember. Weird. Hermit Yoda. Not a healer. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. That. Yeah. It's just basically every ability he has heals. And nope, you are not, not a, a healer. Not a healer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, the next thing is most relict teams. Uh, what does that mean exactly? So basically, if you look into the top 50 and you kind of just went down and see who is closest to the top as a group of people that were relict, your Sith Empire are up there. You got four of them in the top 10. Uh, Separatist droids, B2, B1, General Grievous being the most... Uh, relic on that team but i saw ig 100s in there i saw droid echoes in there um separatist droids are in there the padme galactic republic team i can't remember it where pa padme was on this list oh yeah padme is uh 12th for gear 13 so huh. the padme galactic republic team is on there jedi knight revan jedis and knight sisters those are your top relic overall teams according to the list now what's interesting about that is a lot of them are maybe not so much night sisters though you can if you have good relic night sisters make them a counter to a lot of different teams but the thing about it is most of those are high counter teams they counter a lot of different things that can be put out there so having them high pretty much gives you a chance to take out anything that gets put in your way What's it? I mean, I guess this was always going to be the thing, but I, there's a lot of teams that I'm kind of surprised to not see a lot higher. 
And I'm curious if you feel the same way. Okay. I mean, like what? Bounty hunters for one. That's not surprising. I don't know. A lot of people love their bounty hunters, and it seems seemingly this would be able to put. But there's them... no good incentive or payoff for getting them up, really. I mean, eh. <laughs> we shall see. I am about one more piece away from having all of mine relicked on my alt account. So, I mean, they're good when they're gear thirteen, but they're not. I mean, it's. Uh, some of these teams just go to a completely different level and bounty hunters do become insanely good, but it's just, they won't be meta. They can't kill the top tier teams. So what's the point? And that's kind of what drives all of this is arena. I mean, people start doing their arena teams or their counters for arena teams. And because people see that all the time in grand arena, they have to come up with a counter to that and, you know, it's just that's kind of the way the cycle works for all of this stuff. So um, I do think Night Sisters are a little bit different in that there is such return on investment with DACA. The fact that the dark side territory battle is so important and the fact that things can go very, very wrong against Night Sisters very, very easily. They are a fantastic defensive team. Um, they can kill a hell of a lot. And also, uh, you can solo a whole phase of the heroic Sith raid with them, basically. So, yeah, not too terribly surprising. Geos is another one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I think they're a little bit different in that people know how to beat them when they're on defense. They're pretty easy to counter at, at, at this point uh it's it's not a big challenge just keep the right team and they're easy to beat the only thing is you just gotta get to the point where you can get the currency for beating the accolade and get watch shards that's basically it you don't need gear 13 to get watch shards uh you do need some gear 13 to get the currency but is the currency high enough priority to start gear 13 multiple characters probably not for a lot of people the watch shards sure but like i said no gear 13 needed so and the thing about watch shards is eventually that won't matter anymore because you'll get them yeah. to seven stars and it'll be less of an important thing shard shop currency yep man it's been a long time since i got shard shop currency from a territory battle i just thought about that <laughs> soon hopefully soon yes. meaning two or three months can't happen soon enough um all right, so who do you think should be, like, what? what is the most overlooked team, in your opinion, for Relics? Uh, you know, one thing I didn't put on here for most Relic teams was also the CLS uh, Rebel team. Yep. So. That's, they're, they're really good. Um, I, I think that would probably be my answer um no you know what first order first order should be higher they're gonna be needed for something there's a new movie coming out and they're awfully damn good uh i'll go with first order they they i think they're one of the best scenes that's being overlooked for relics i wish i could say troopers but mine are not that great and i don't use them that often so i don't know where they would fall on this list. Very good against first order. 
Yeah, against your your guy. I don't know. It's just bounty hunters are one for me. I don't really care about Old Republic that much. Geos are another, I'd say. I would want to say... See, Resistance is an interesting one, but I don't ever see them as a defense team. It's all offense, so you'd have to be... It would have to be to counter certain other high relict teams. Yes. Because some of those high relic first order and bounty hunter teams destroy my gear 11 and gear 12 resistance team. So, but others that are just gear 12 and maybe one relic team guy on it, especially if it's crew for me, gear, a gear, a, a relic crew doesn't really matter against my resistance because I can just lock him down with RJT and, take out everyone else before i take him out yeah so i don't know it's just i think i'm I'm convincing myself and understanding why these are the type teams because some of these other ones are way more niche than these that's totally true because once you start getting to it you know no one's gonna relic phoenix not as a top tier team because phoenix are gear hogs in the in everything every single which way you look at it and just to get them to gear 13 is going to be a nightmare i don't even have mine half my team past gear nine just because of the fact they need so many carbontes they need so many stun guns and stun cuffs i just don't care enough about the phoenix at this point since i have thrown at yeah. seven stars it's just never been a thing and i don't see them being yeah. that great because if I've you have a relic wampa you can just walk through them so yep. I don't that know. is 100% true. Um, if I had to make a guess, right. the one that will go on the rise, 500 first and GAS when people start getting him. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, no doubt in well, my mind. Not, not only that, but I think by the time that event comes around next, I think. Um, oh, that that's another reason to. For the Night Sisters is Asajj, just the fact that she's in that double mission and needed to get uh, GS. But uh, I mean, Padme's already kind of high, but uh, really, actually, like all of the characters, the most relic teams is basically all the stuff needed to get General Skywalker. Separatist droids and Padme Galactic Republic, pretty much. Nope. I guess people are setting themselves up. They are. They are. So you found a few really interesting fun facts. Yeah, these Uh, don't really tell you much, except about the psyche of some players. (laughs) Yes, that is fair. So if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love Wampa and Wink loves Hermit Yoda. So I thought I'd pull up their stats. Uh, Wampa has been gear 13 1909 times. I'm one of them. There are 135 of them at Relic 7. And 25%, the biggest chunk of Wampa relics are at Relic 2. Wow. But 135 Relic 7s, that's uh, that's not too terrible. So, I don't know what the percentage... Not bad. Let's see, what's the percentage on that? I'm curious. Wampa... 7%. 
of Wampas are Relic 7, with the highest percentage being Relic 2. Nice. The Hermit Yoda has been Gear 13 only 880 times, and only 7 of those 880 are Relic 7s. And zero of this eight, those 880 are weak. Yeah. 45%. Sad. Almost half of Gear 13 Hermit Yodas are at Relic 1. I'll be honest. I have never even considered <laughs> or really even looked. I, I don't even know what he gets. I, I'm going to go look right now just because. Um, so he gets some speed armor resistance as his finisher piece. And then his mastery, he gets accuracy because you don't want that uh, health and protection to miss. To miss. Yeah. Uh, he also gets damage, which is great stuff for a character <laughs> who does no damage. And also critical avoidance. And then listen to this. This is. I can't express how stupid this is. His primary stat is. Uh, let, let me make sure. Okay, yep, he doesn't gain any more of it. He is a tactics character. Do you know what stats his tactics in, increase? Physical damage, special damage, and resistance. <laughs> Beautiful. So, Garrett... Really? So, t- telling you right now that Gear 13 relicking Hermit Yoda is a pride thing. <laughs> so, really not going to help you a absolute ton. The crit avoidance is nice, but a lot of the time he's just under stealth anyway. I'm going to go look up his relic tiers because I'm curious. <laughs> Let's see, other fun facts. I put this one in here because it's one of the lower relics. It's actually the lowest relic character that I have relic, and that's Cad Bane. Cad Bane has been gear 13 196 times. And that's it. Wow. I have one of them. He is awesome. That double tap doing 15,000 each time along with everything else is really, really fun on the Bounty Hunter team. And 45% of people have him at Relic 1 as well. Mine is at Relic 2, I think. About to be 3. But I'm about to to Relic 4 all of my Bounty Hunter team. So we'll see what happens. What other fun facts we got here? Oh. So, uh, at Relic 1, Grandmaster, or sorry, Hermit Yoda has 46,000 health. If you go all the way up to Relic 4, he gets all the way up to 54,000 health. He gains some armor and resistance, but, I mean... This stuff is pretty terrible for my little friend there. <laughs> it's not good at all. So now we're seeing why there's only 800 Gear 13 Hermit Yodas. Yeah, that is totally fair. There is actually a Relic 2 Bodhi Rook somewhere out there in the wild. Really? There are three Gear 13s, three Gear 13 Bodhi Rooks in all of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And there is someone that took him to Relic 2 on purpose. 
that is that's crazy uh what else <laughs> we got there's also a relic five mob enforcer that's just there's, crazy there's only four so there's three Bodhi rooks at gear 13 there somehow i think in my opinion Bodhi rook is way better than mob enforcer i still think i still say mob enforcer is the worst character in the game literally does nothing at least cup has a stun on his basic mob enforcer That's does probably nothing probably fair and there is a there is a relic five mob enforcer somebody out somewhere out there that just doesn't seem like a good investment I, well Speaking of not good investments, Coruscant Underworld Police Woo. has been gear All right. has been gear 13 43 times. 43 people have gear 13 cup. 40 of them have added relics to him. There are 13, count them, 13 a baker's dozen relic 7 cups in this game. I have to say that is kind of awesome. I mean, I admire your tenacity to actually go through with that, but holy crap, why? <laughs> why? Uh, because because why not? Because why? Well, yes, that's a because perfect answer. Why, why not? Because why not? Exactly. Um, that's just for questions in the Oof. chat, pals. There are. Let me bring this up so you guys can see it, pals. There are seven Gear 13 POWs. There is one Relic 5 POW. Sorry, one Relic 4 POW. Three. Wow. There's one Relic 5 POW. That's the highest you get. There's okay. three Relic 4s, and then you got three Relic 1s. And Very interesting. If I'm being honest, I had really hoped that there were no Gamorrean guards, but it's not true. Huh. There are 18 Rel Gear 13 uh, Gamorrean guards. And then on top of that, I wouldn't even you be next. The, I wouldn't even be the first Relic 7 because there are three Relic 7 Gamorrean guards. I do have to say this. If I were to see one in Grand Arena, I wouldn't know what to do against it. I'm just kind of wondering now if I'm the top protection guy anymore i gotta change my name in discord i'm now the fifth <sighs> on protection Ooh, ooh and here and you're, here you're, here's you're the thing failing here's the thing i have to assume that three of the four in front of me are the relic seven ones and they're only ahead of mine by fourth no not four thousand only ahead of mine by fifteen thousand protection at relic seven It's crazy. Not too bad. Not not too bad. Now well, going to the extreme end. I'm just going to go with the last one. The lowest, the lowest gear thirteen. Three, mm. yeah, the lowest gear thirteen characters in the game. Hoth Rebel Soldier with one. Bodhi Fair. Rook with three. Hoth Rebel Scout okay. with three. IG eighty six Sentinel Droid with three. And Mob Enforcer okay. with four. Hoth Rebel Scout, surprisingly better than you think. Yes. 
He is not worthy of gear 13. <laughs> not ahead of most characters. But I, I should relook at him. I used to love him in a rebel team. He was really good there for a while. Um, I'm surprised there are more of him. I feel like there's there's probably a use out there for him because he does have he actually has a pretty cool kit. Uh, Thirty one, gear thirteen, Jerry's. That's a lot of Jerry's. That's a lot of Jerry's. Yeah. Well, right. do you have anything else to add or to throw in about? any of this stuff i just want to say that if you don't have gamorian guard unlocked farm him because they're killing me everyone in discord but, people tell me i have what, zero gamorian guard investment. shards come on people get with it it's what collection is wrong game. with you people you're not playing to collect are you if you have no gamorian guard shards come on the guy's amazing all right i got a question for you hit me Real quick, I need your vote. This, here's how we're going to end the show. We're going to end with me taking a character from Relic 3 to Relic 4. Here are your possible options. Old Daka, Padme, B2 Super Battle Droid, or Chewbacca? Padme. Think I should do Padme? I do. She's your in arena team, right? That is true. She is in my arena team. That's the reason I. She gains her. a good amount of health and armor. We'll we'll go with her. Let's. Uh, all right. So she is at sixty three thousand health and seven thousand damage. What happened? Let's see what those numbers bump to by going from relic three to relic four, and her health. Went up to 67,000, so that was a 4,000 health increase. And her damage went up uh, 320 to um, 7313. Not and she's that. Ch ch check out her crit chance. This is, this is nasty stuff. 91%. 91 91%. 91%. Jeez. That's. That is a lot of chances of landing a crit. So, so what? Nine yeah, out like of ten Padme. times. She's kind of awesome. Nine out of ten yep. times, it happens every time. It works every time. Every time. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, I will not be here next week. You will have another guest because next week is just going to be so terrible. I'm going to be in beautiful Hawaii relaxing and doing God only knows what. Um I'm so sad I can't be here with you on the podcast. I, I just I wish I could. I just can't. So just pray for me while I'm down there in beautiful Hawaii in perfect weather, suffering just not being able to do the Shattered Order podcast. Well, rest assured, I already have a guest lined up for next Thursday, a week from here, a week from now. Okay. And it's going to be hot. So... People are going to oh. love it. People will Alrighty. love it. So guests already lined up. We're going to be podcasting next Thursday night. Be here. Be square. I have to say, I I know who the guest is, and I'm kind of jealous. 
We're gonna have fun. We will have fun next. Yeah, week, so. it's 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 gonna be a good one. Are you are you guys gonna do any live streaming? Uh, maybe. We shall see. You should consider it because that would be entertaining for sure. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All, All right. right. Well, once again. As we do at the end of every show, we want to thank our sponsors at Blue Designs for helping make this podcast sound amazing with their great products, their microphones, their headphones, all the stuff that they provide. Podcasters, streamers, musicians, all their stuff is just great. If you haven't seen it, go check out their website. They make some great microphones, headsets, and all the peripherals you would need to get started in any of those things I mentioned. So once again, thank you, Blue Designs, for your sponsorship. If you like to talk on Discord all day long at work, like we do, <laughs> come check out discord.me slash shattered order. We talk about this game all day, every day. Um, people from all around the world in that server, so you could probably find someone chatting 24-7. I know I work nights, and sometimes I get a real bored, and I head to our Discord and mess around there. That so, is true. Yeah. And thank you to all of our patrons. Um, we will uh, be doing some giveaways when I return. And also thank you to all of our Twitch subbers. i got giveaways coming to you guys here very soon, too. So uh, we will be doing that soon. Maybe get, be giving away some more stuff in honor of the new territory battle or something uh that'll be fun maybe maybe we'll even bring back bingo or something we'll hey. see uh yeah but we'll, we'll be giving away some stuff later this month so make sure you guys check it out uh oh and subscribe for the mandalorian show uh You'll find that Stay information tuned. on Discord. Once we get it out, we'll probably put it on Twitter as well. So that's another reason to join the Discord. If you're interested in our second podcast we'll be doing, uh, that information will be put out in our server, and you can check it out there. Indeed. And that's all I've got. Same here. So I want to say thank you, everyone, for coming and hanging out and listening. See you in Wink Off to Hawaii. Uh, in a couple days, I will miss you, my friend, but I will carry on as I always do until you return. So until you do, enjoy your honeymoon, and uh, I'll keep the fort. I'll keep the fort down? I'll hold the fort down. The, there you <laughs> go. Sounds good. All right. Catch you guys. Catch you guys. Time. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.